0: most people when they would try the law of attraction they try it at a grand scale or they try it at a scale that is not aligned with their heart and their soul
1: this is the playbook we're going to talk about the law of attraction and i believe the law of attraction has three different components to it the law of gravity that you're exactly where you're supposed to be at the right place at the perfect time living in faith being protected and promoted at all times the law of goya g-o-y-a getting off your ass making it happen and then as a beacon your unconscious competency your own quantum being acts as if it's projecting a signal, a frequency out, and all of those other frequencies that exist, tuned into and aligned with, come to you. And there she is.
0: David.
1: The Law of Attraction has so many different facets and different layers to it. And I started, like a lot of people, with the Law of Attraction with the movie The Secret. My life has evolved to the point where I'm in the latest Netflix, Beyond the Secret, understanding different layers of attraction and how it works. I was just describing what I believe to be three laws, the law of gravity, the law of Goya, and the law of attraction as a beacon or a frequency. Uh, I would love for you to share with me kind of your evolution of understanding from the basic law of attraction of putting up a vision board and focusing in on it and having it come to you compared to, you know, probably a much more evolved understanding of the law of attraction today.
0: Okay. So let, let's just break it down. So I never did a vision board just because I'm too ADHD and I never had time to put all the shit out. Honestly, that's where it went. It was just always, it was always in my head. It was always the feeling it was always an emotion or placing. Okay, pause. This is how I do I guess you'd almost say like near future or aligning or law of attraction. If I can feel the emotions of me being there and doing it and like, actually almost like living in that time period that hasn't gotten there yet, then I know it's going to happen. It's weird. It's like you can think and you can feel about that time and it feels like the same version reality that you're having right now. It's very intense. That's the best way I can describe it. So I know that will happen. And so like with, with this, you know, people were like, you know, well, are you going to put yourself out there? Is it going to go well? And I was like, yeah, actually, it's going to go really well. And so it because it, it was the feeling there was not and that goes along with like resistance and letting go and everything like that. But the 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 first basic thing I was actually I was working at Sears, I sold appliances, I was 18. And um, I was going I was getting married, I was it was get engaged. And uh, I saw that my husband currently is my first one. He was just having a really rough time all the time. Everything was negative. Everything was shit. Oh my God, this happened, this happened, this happened. It was like every time he would say something, that negative thing would happen to him. And so I remember, you know, I was already in this spiritual place reading and, you know, all this stuff. But I was like, man, there has to be something about that. But I don't know what to call it because it was back in like, what, 2006, 2007? YouTube wasn't even around yet, right? And so I started, um, you know, moving forward and going through life. And around 2011, I found Abraham Hicks. And I was like, the law of attraction people, I was like, Oh, my God, so I would listen to their podcast while I was working out or not podcast, but I was listening to their recordings while I was working out. And I was like, this makes so much sense. And so most people, when they would try the law of attraction, they try it at a grand scale, or they try it at a scale that is not aligned with their heart and their soul. Like people will say, I really want a Louis Vuitton bag. Right. But you know, if you don't have, you know, a a roof over your head, and you don't have a food, well, that's not going to help your heart and soul. So that's not going to come to you. Yes, that's like a topical one. But that's not that's going to align with you and like your light. Anyways, that's a whole nother thing. And so I started manifesting little things, like stupid things in the world, like, you know, okay, all right, I'm going to, today I'm going to see an Arkansas license plate when I get up and drive into work in the morning, right? I don't see that at all, or a Hawaii one, and I would get up, I'd get in the car, I'd just go with the flow, I wouldn't look for it, and then boom, right in front of me it would be, and I'm like, oh, wow you know and then it went with like different colored jeeps and then it went with um whenever I would be entered into a contest or something like that I'd be like I'm not gonna win I am gonna win but it was just that it will happen and then boom it would happen I can't tell you how many uh things on the radio I won to go to like New Year's Eve parties and stuff like that I didn't attend I would sell the tickets but it was fun I was working too much but um (laughs) it, it was it was small things. And then I started using it in my life. Like when I was a military wife and I was eight and a half months pregnant and we couldn't find a home to live in. I sat there and I was like, I want this type of home. I want this. It has to be done by here. And I ended up having this home two days before my kid was born. Like it was, it all worked out. And so now I just trust the whole freaking process.
1: And I feel the same way. And I can't tell you how many things that I resisted when I was younger because my wife is obviously very spiritual she's very much like you and i had been able through the law of goya getting off my ass i believe that i made everything happen what i didn't mm-hmm. understand was that i was prioritizing my capabilities in the wrong order so because i had a great work ethic uh, and i thought that you know un- unconsciously and subconsciously i was manifesting things and then putting the effort in and then thinking it was the effort that made it, but I was actually, because I was resisting the, the ease, I was making things even more difficult, but I had such capability to work hard that I still was successful. And then I took all the credit for it. And then for me, when I engineered this transition of conscious, you know, activity with subconscious Uh, for me, a subconscious database of intermediate reinforcing thoughts to my unconscious competency, which truly is the beacon of my frequency, then I was putting myself in a place or a vibration or a frequency to be aware of what's already exists. And you said something that really interests me, feeling. Because when I learned these levels of intention, that I was in the, what I do is going to make it happen, and then my next step was, okay, not only if I do everything I can, but if I say the right things. Don't work against myself. Don't say negative things. Don't don't worry or complain. Then then I, you know, started reading Think and Grow Rich and Wayne Dyer. And it wasn't just what I thought, what I said, but now I had to think it too, like you did, right? So if I, I think the Hawaii license plate and I live in California, but I put myself still in the position, like I'm not gonna see a Hawaii license plate if I sit on my mom's couch high sick and and broke if i get in my car and put myself in a position to see it and so i'm do i'm doing saying and thinking all the right things i've increased it then what happens through repetition in my opinion is belief which i have now indicated by the way that we can tell what length or strength of belief we have is by the amount of time we spend outside of it meaning That if we have doubts, fears for the majority of the time, then we don't believe it that much. If we Mm -hmm. spend the majority of our time aligned with, inspired by it, and we only spend minutes and moments in interference to this channeling that that we do or or this universe, the omnipresent, all-powerful universe, then what happens is the higher the belief, the more confidence we feel, the more inspiration, intuition, and intellect we have. And that just exponentially puts us at a higher frequency to be aware of that which already existed, the Hawaii license plate, the new house, the, ex- yep. my, my my best uh, transition was when I lost everything and you just met yep. my wife. We, yes. we were closed on all of our homes, the ski mountain, the, the golf course, everything. And we needed money to move because they were kicking me out of my house. And my yeah. wife's like, Hey, you got to figure this out. And I go to the mailbox, you know, because I'm doing, saying, thinking and believing it was going to come. Like you said, I just trust it. I go to the mailbox and lo and behold, because I own so many properties, there was a tax refund that was to the almost exact amount that it cost to move. Almost, you know, let's say my wife said it's going to cost $17,180 to move. I think I got $17,180 in my bank, I mean, in my mailbox. Yes. And I was like, wait a second, there, there actually may be something to this. Maybe I should practice all of this, you know, yeah. forget trying to make all of it happen. Just yeah. keep thinking, saying, doing, believing and feeling it and it will happen much faster.
0: Yes, absolutely absolutely correct so but this is another this would be a story of of manifestation in a funny way but timing is a big thing too you know time technically doesn't exist but people get so upset that things aren't happening now right or that it's not that big now. Like you have to realize that it's building blocks and every day that you go into something, if you want something and if you desire it so much, it aligns with your soul, the universe is going to slowly, you know, build up these building blocks so that way you can have this palace which would be your own universe or you know your whole little world that you have. I remember uh, this was not last summer but the summer before that uh, my husband had just gotten back from overseas and he was like Amy he goes we need to go up to Maine he goes I want to go up and see there he's like let's drive up let's have set you know because I couldn't work on the road whatever and I go I go yeah let's do it so anyways we're packing up we're getting ready to go we're driving because we want to do a road trip we drive all the way up to we get to about Nashville, Tennessee. And anyways, I didn't realize that I had this insane infection in my molar because of the the disease that I haven't gone up into my nose and, and all this stuff. And so we ended up having to turn back around. I went to the ER. It was this huge thing. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, we're not going to have that trip of a lifetime. It's not going to happen. And I was like, all right, universe, I'll just trust you. So a couple of months later, sorry, uh, probably about four or five months later, I meet this one person on TikTok. And he's a lobster fisherman and he's a five (laughs) generation. lobster fisherman up in uh, Winter Harbor, Maine, and I said, I do food and, you know, this, and he goes, let me send you some of my lobsters, and so he sent me eight lobsters overnight, and then we ended up talking, and I was like, well, you know, next year for summer, we're going to take a trip all the way up, and he was like, yeah, you can come and stay at my family's house, and my wife loves you, and like all this stuff, and the next summer, we drove all the way up the six, you know, the 6,000 miles all the way up to Winter Harbor, Maine, and not only did we get to go lobstering we had like this amazing east coast time and i got to fly on their paddle boat i mean on their on their uh you know their mud skipper or whatever it is it was the most beautiful re ridiculous <laughs> magical time but everybody has to realize if they want that and if you're wanting your intention is pure enough like mine came from a place of just wonder it was like oh that'd be so cool it wasn't about expectation it wasn't wasn't about oh man, I want to take pictures so I can look good online. It was just about, let's go do this because my soul will sing with it. And I think if you stay in that vibration and if you want something, but you don't go chase after it as much, you just kind of like, like leave it there in the back of your head, the universe will start aligning it so that you can go do it. Like it will happen.
1: Absolutely. Will- and somebody asks, you know, and I want your opinion of this. They asked, does it work <laughs> for negative things? And I always say, there's no negative or positive. It's just, it works for things that you don't want or that are missing or that other people want for you. Does it work for negative things?
0: Yes. So, you know, that was one of the videos I, I was actually actively um, recording before I said, no, I don't have enough time is that, you know, positive and negative is based on where you are at in your emotional state. Because, you know, when you first eat a king size bag of Skittles, it's positive, it tastes great. By the time you get down to the bottom, you're like, oh, shit, why did I eat all these Skittles? So now that's a negative experience, right? Um, Or what if, what if, you know, if you and me were in a room and somebody shot somebody, then we'd be like, oh, my God, they're a bad guy. But if it's a room full of people that always shoot people, and then somebody goes and cuts them up, well, then now that other person is the bad guy, but it's all from perspective, right? I know that's terrible. But does it it happen um, to things you don't want to? Yes. Uh, Example for me personally would be uh, sometimes I drive and, you know, I live in Houston and so I have seen some the worst car accidents in the entire world, like from drive by shootings to things flipping and exploding. And so I get nervous sometimes, even though I drive like a bat out of hell and I'm like, I'm like, man, I hope I don't get a, you know, flat tire. I hope I don't get this. And so I was worrying this one time for a couple of days on it. And I ended up driving through a construction zone, an accident. I got three flat tires all at the same time. And I'm like, fuck you universe, whatever. And so after that, are you going to be nervous? I'm like, don't you bring that into my life. You you leave too. All of you leave. So it is. It is a thing. It'll manifest itself. Do you have any funny stories like that?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I tell people all the time that worrying and complaining, like you okay. just stated, is a dupl- duplicative negative because it's creating interference between you and what you really want, but it's also manifesting or wishing for what you don't want. So for <laughs> me, I'll use a law school example because I see it with my own kids in school. When I took trust in estates in law school, there's this thing called the rules of perpetuity. And it's about inheriting money and the rules of what classes of people get the money when you die. And so I don't know what it was the first time I read it, but in the story that I started telling myself and all the actions that uh, were following were, I can't learn this. That's the story. This is so hard. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. So then it came into worrying oh my gosh, I hope it's not on the test because I can't learn this. I can't learn this and I hope it's not on the test. So guess what the first question on my law exam was, right? But here's what's worse. So I wasted Mm -hmm. days and weeks worrying about it, not learning it and telling myself the story that I couldn't learn it. So then I have to take the bar exam. And Mm -hmm. the only thing still in that bar book, I couldn't understand because I told myself I couldn't understand it was the rules of perpetuity. I then spend weeks and a couple months worrying, as long as the rules of perpetuity, I remember saying it all the time. I got this bar exam passed, as long as the rules of perpetuity are not on the bar. Because I can't learn that. I don't understand it. And so then I take the bar, first question on the bar, (laughs) the rules. Now, now let me tell everyone how I prove this is all manifestation. 30 Mm -hmm. years later, I told my wife, the one you just met, <laughs> the only one I've ever had, uh, the, mm-hmm. one with extreme pa- the one that's extremely patient, has bad eyesight and bad hearing because she <laughs> made me. But more importantly, see, uh, li- li- this is incredible. I said to her, you know what? I'm going to change my story. I'm going to prove this to myself. She said, what is it? I said, I'm going to prove that you can manifest bad things or good things by what you think, say, do, believe, and feel. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell myself that the rules of perpetuity is the easiest thing I've ever learned. I'm going to keep telling myself that I'm going to go on the Internet and I'm going to learn it. So I spend a week every morning in my meditation just saying "Worlds of perpetuity is the easiest thing I've ever learned that I've ever learned, blah, blah, blah. I go yep. on the Internet and I time myself until I felt that I knew it and I stopped it. Then I had my wife take the bar question from previous bar and ask me the question. And I had no problem 30 years after law school when I should have not remembered anything, learning the rules of perpetuity. So I think for me, that's my classic example of how yeah. negative things and I see people do that every day at their jobs, with their relationships. You, if you come home and say, my wife's going to be so pissed at me, you're manifesting a pissed off wife. If you say, I'm so blessed to have a patient wife that understands yeah. why I'm late, because my intention is to help my family, so I stayed after at work, you're going to get that blessed wife. And that's been the biggest change in my marriage. I look for the queen, the, the queen in my wife, not the queen yeah. bee of my wife. I don't like the yeah. queen bee of my life. I love the no. queen in my wife, and that's what I look for.
0: Oh, I love it. That, that is 110% true. And this is with, okay, so somebody on here, I'm just going to say it. Somebody said, um, I don't have good luck. Somebody just said that. Well, they're manifesting that themselves. If I walked around, like I always say, I think I told you this last time. I said, if I put out bread, two slices, my peanut butter, my jelly, a knife, a napkin, and an instructional thing, and I set it out on a counter and I walked up to it and I said, I can't make this sandwich Well, then I'm not going to fucking make it. And so if you say, I don't have good luck, it's because now you're letting that come into your vibration and you're becoming it. Now, one of the other things that you were saying was that if I say, you know, I'm going to find the queen in my wife, right? Some people, I think they don't, they don't, you just have a vibration. You have a feeling about you, which is good. But so many people don't understand that you can't just talk it you have to act it. And the way that you and your vibration and your energy feel directly affects everybody around you. You can be saying, I'm so happy, I'm so happy. But then if you have this anxiety-ridden undertone to you, well, that's going to affect everybody else and it's going to send out like a shockwave. And I was doing, actually today was interesting. You know, I, was, I was really sick yesterday and I slept all day and so now I'm okay. But, um, but I was I was doing my hair and I was feeling this sounds weird. I was feeling myself. Um, but like, you can, you can assess what your vibration you and assess what you feel like. And I'm like, man, I just don't feel like the normal, happy. I mean, I am, but it's just off. It's different. So I took a moment, I put on my hardcore music that I listen to, which is always classical. And I just like, take a moment and I realign myself. I have a good like 20 second cry. And like, you feel everything come in. And it's like this goosebump sensation thing. And like, you realign yourself with this happy, light, love, thing that's the best way if we were to describe it source god and then i just feel like a brand new person even my husband noticed it. he was like are you okay i was like yeah why he's like you feel really good i was like thank you and he's he's not spiritual he's actually terrified of what i do
1: but (laughs) i love what you do and last question real quick i um energetic and genetic inheritance uh Uh, so a lot of people don't understand that someone that could be um You know, as elevated in your frequency, someone who has a high vibration or feeling how how you could be at disease or if you can manifest anything, why don't you win the lottery? They they have these understandings. And, you know, even for me, in, in a practical sense, I wanted to be a professional football player. Well, you know, I have an energetic and genetic inheritance that makes my skills and my knowledge, my basement, my desire, my potential. But we only have a certain potential at certain things, how do you deal with knowing that you have control of the interference between you and your source, but yet you do have an energetic and genetic inheritance that makes you more susceptible uh, to disease, a physical disease than I do, yeah. for example. I was born into this extraordinary immune system where like my father lived on candies and cigarettes and never was sick till he was 80, right? And it, that has to be a genetic and energetic inheritance because he was not someone that was very spiritual working on, you know, his vibration or frequency. How do you explain to someone that we have to work within the context of our energetic and genetic inheritance?
0: Well, I, I think with, with that, I mean, every, what was the, man, I came up with this amazing thing two days ago on this. And now of course it's gone. I store everything in my brain. I, I love it.
1: That's the story of my life. I'm like, shit, right. I'm a genius. Oh, what was it? <laughs> Where did you
0: call squirrel? That's what I say. My husband's like, squirrel? I'm like, yes. So it was, it's like, a, how do you say it? This is, a, so we're all part of this larger puzzle, right? So we're all pieces in this puzzle. We call life this energetic makeup or source. A puzzle piece knows that it's a puzzle piece. A puzzle piece knows that it has boundaries, but a puzzle piece, especially the coloring and the decoration on that one piece, it doesn't just color the center of it, it colors all the way to the boundary of it, right? But it doesn't go outside of that boundary. And then it starts to connect with another puzzle piece to spread that color, spread that energy even further. So in a sense, I'm not limiting my color in this puzzle piece, I'm not limiting that design, I'm spreading out all the way to the edges, right? But I also know that I can't go Past those edges. And so then you connect with other people who have spread their color to the edges, and then you get this painting or this whole portrait. And so I think that's also where COVID crap came into play, where it made us disconnect our puzzle pieces, right? And so now we're kind of coming back in together and redoing it. Um, genetic wise, I think too, with, I mean, let's just say with me being chronically ill because of the disease I have, I feel like. I had to have that in order to be the person or understand the lessons I am, because I think that if I would have been a male without a genetic illness, I would be the biggest douchebag in the entire world. I would be swinging and banging everywhere. I would be like one of like Lamar Odom. Honestly, I would be <laughs> an absolute... And so, but so what, what did they do? They put me in this like noodle frame. That's chronically ill. That's like, you know, skinny five, five eleven, and like 118 pounds that like everything dislocates. So you, you had to like calm it down. I don't know. I embrace it all. I, look, I look, it's about it's about uh, uh, not limiting your potential. And then when you finally have it out there, you connect with other people that have that ultimate potential and then it Gross. I don't know. It's great. I don't know. That would be my
1: thing. I love. There's no coincidences. The only interview I've done over 1,200 podcasts, thousands of interviews, and the only interview I never was able to use was Mm -hmm. Lamar was Lamar Odom, and uh, I can't believe you used him as an example of who you would be. That's amazing. Uh, Examples of coincidence of tension and intention. Well, I want to tell you before I go. Please make your next uh, summer vacation to California. My wife and I will host you. We'd love to have you. Uh, We don't have lobsters, but we have many other things. And we can buy lobsters out here or sushi or anything that you want. But we'd love to host you and have you visit us.